Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Bed Post Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bed Post Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, I have a super open guest, dating relationship coach and author, June M. Hello. Hello, June. How are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> so I say. Wink, nudge, nudge. I actually haven't had you on the show yet. It's going to be kind of a... a uh, you know, the timelines are going to be fuzzy because this is going to record, or I'm going to release this like way later, but as of me recording this, you're going to do the show, the Bedpost stage show tomorrow night. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm super excited. What are you doing at the show? So I'm going to tell an erotic tale oh. about my first time, uh-huh. not my first time, but my first time with like a full on kink experience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told about my first BDSM scene, like, legit scene with, like, a dommy person. Yeah. I told a similar story, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. at uh, this event called Kiss and Tell, mm-hmm. which is, like, a sexy storytelling event, and, uh, yeah, I, ch- I chose to do that, and it was so fun to relive it. Nice. So we'll see after tomorrow, like, we'll compare notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Damn, we should have booked you Saturday <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> but, okay, June, you... You do a lot of things now, kind of like in sex and sexuality, yeah? Mm-hmm. You do, you wrote a book. Yep. Yeah, I have a book, Love yep. Lessons from a Lap Dancer, which yeah. is an unconventional guide for women who want to understand men, date with confidence, and put themselves first. Yes. Yeah. And you coach people? I coach people, yeah. I have uh, clients who yep. come and see me as a dating and relationship coach, and then I also have um, a program that I'm working on that will be coming out later this year. Yeah. Yeah. Workshops, a, a that type of program. things. Yeah. Oh. And then I also have workshops, one-off workshops. And starting this month, this is January uh, 2018, I'm going to be facilitating monthly dating dialogues, I guess we're calling them, date, oh. drink, dish dine talk about dating so it's uh, women come together and we meet at a restaurant and we just kind of like shoot the shit about dating so like a munch but for it's like a reg- munch like for regular dating for regular, regular. dating <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how that's how i that's yeah it's like a munch but for rating regular dating yeah yeah and it's for like female and female identified yeah perfect yeah. okay so yeah yeah so the femmes talking about the, yeah. me- the mems. The mems. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Friends talking about the mems. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of get started on this path, this career path? Yeah, so when I was 43, mm-hmm. 
Um, I ended, I was in a marriage, seven-year marriage, 12-year relationship, been pretty monogamish, mostly monogamous. Um, and that ended, and when I was married, I always wanted to be single. I, like, you know, as married people sometimes fantasize about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so I became single, and I was like, hot damn, I'm single. I'm going to do, like, that sex in the city thing. And I went out, and I, like, fell on my face, and fell on my face, and fell on my face, and wasn't, was kind of like... You know, not really getting the results that I wanted with yeah. dating, but not really knowing what I was doing wrong. Yeah, and you thought, weren't having the experiences that you had pictured exactly, and envisioned for yourself. Exactly. You know, yeah. like, where's my Mr. Big? Where's yeah. these, like, epic dates? Why, you know, why am I, like... My, why am I not addicted to my rabbit vibrator? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why am I, like... Yeah, like, guys... You know, I had that... I went through this phase where... And I think people do this if they've been in a long-term relationship. I went through, like, the sexual adventure phase. Yes. And I was like, I got a bucket list of shit that my ex wouldn't do. Yes. I'm going to go and do all these things. So I did all that. And then probably about like a year and a half after I was kind of like, you know, at like a swingers club and I was kind of like, wow, you know, this is kind of empty. <laughs> like it was fun at the time, but I realized, okay, now I'm ready for like a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So then I was okay. How do I find that? So I went to the experts. So I followed like big name experts like Matt Hussey and uh, Mark Evan Cates and other people. And I did workshops and I read books and I just kind of tried everything mm-hmm. that all these experts were saying you should do. And I would take them out on dates and would they work or wouldn't they work? Mm-hmm. And I just kept like refining and experimenting and refining and experimenting. And as a result of that, I got my dating game on in like this massive way where I all of a sudden was having a dates with like amazing people and going on these like really like having great experiences and when I talk to people especially about online dating right I loved online dating yeah and people would be like what like online dating to me is just like for some people yeah the worst like just give me a broken beer bottle and gouge my (laughs) eyes out with it and that's how I feel about online dating Mm -hmm. they couldn't understand and so I was like okay and they're like how and I'm like well have you do this have you tried this and I was sharing all these things that I'd learned and people were like oh I never thought about that way See, that is such a unique kind of experience right there. Like, because I feel like so many people that even like read all that literature, you know, you read it yeah. and you put it down and you don't use you it. You don't try it. And, and you only try like one book and then that doesn't work. Then it's like, okay, well, no more books. It's like, yeah. how many people actually read a few books and cut and paste and like customize, yeah. you know, all the different things, get a lot of different opinions on, yeah, yeah. you know, on what to do and like kind of figure out your own way. Like right yeah. there, you're ahead of the game, I feel like. Yeah. Just thinking of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that's kind of how I ended up. I I started writing a book about it. I had a blog and then I just kind of the blog, I was like, oh, you know, everyone's like, you should write a book. Yeah. So I wrote a book kind of about that and also about... <laughs> run, run, run. No big deal. <laughs> wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah, Fine, guys. I guess. <laughs> it only took like two and a half years of my life waking up at 5 a.m. every day. But yeah, no, I just wrote a little book. No, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. So I wrote the book yeah. and um, kind of tied everything I'd learned in together with like way long ago, I used to be a stripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, so lessons from a lap dancer. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about this lap dancer thing. Yeah, so back in, like, <laughs> the late 90s, from, like, 96 to 2002, mm-hmm. I was an exotic dancer mm-hmm. in Toronto, and so I learned some shit about men then. Sure. Right? Because you get an insight into men, working with them day in and day out, and I learned some stuff that would surprise people, I think. Like, a lot of women would be like, oh, yeah, you must think men are pigs, right? Or you must think they're, like you know, awful people. And I didn't find that. I found like I saw a different side of men and kind of like what men need a little bit. 
Mm, some real insight into yeah, like, some the real wants, insight needs, into desires. the wants and needs and desires. And I got insight from some of my clients about like the differences between men and women. And interesting, yeah. So I kind of tied those two things together, like the stuff I'd learned back then and the stuff I'd learned on my dating journey, mm-hmm. right? And um, yeah, and put it together in this book and put it to, and kind of still kind of help people too when they're kind of figuring out where their path is, like help them navigate. Yeah, yeah. Are you able to tell me, like, how stripping, lap dancing gave you insights into building better, like, more authentic connections with people, with men, with relationships? Yeah. yeah. So one thing that it did, and it seems counterintuitive, but it really helped me accept my body, mm-hmm. right? It helped me see that men like all sorts of bodies, right? There's like this myth that you have to have the perfect body. The big tits. The big the tits, the tiny little waist, you know, the curvy perfect bum. whatever. Yeah, yeah, everything has to be like Barbie doll. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Because I would have guys come in and they'd be like, or even like, you know, I'd have guys come in and they'd be like, Is it, do any of these women have bush? I really like bush, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, you know, and there were like women in some of the clubs. I didn't necessarily always work in like high-end Barbie, you know, fake-titted clubs, I worked with a whole range of people in these kind of like mid-level clubs, right? right? And guys would come in and there'd be like larger women and they'd be like, you know, the larger women would get dances, the plain looking women would get dances, the Barbie dolls would get... Everyone got dances. Everybody got dances. Yeah. And it kind of made me realize like, okay, so there's not just like one type, like you don't have to fit this like one standard to be attractive. Yeah. Right. Or to to think that someone's going to find you attractive. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's one thing. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Body confidence. Body confidence. And your, your own, your own sexy. Yeah. Your own version of sexy. Yeah. Right. Like what, what works for you. Yeah. It's all sexy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was one thing. Another thing I learned was about setting boundaries, mm-hmm. which is really important in that industry. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you're, what you're going to deal with and what you're not. And you learn very quickly, like, not to put up with the shit. Yes. You know, and I think if I had put up with the shit, then I would have had a different opinion of men. But I was always like, you know, I'm in this. I have a goal. This is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make money. Yeah. For financial X, goal. For X. Yeah. For X reason. X, Y, or Z reason. And so anybody who's not going to, like, help me towards that or anyone who's going to get in my way or, like, try and put me down or whatever, like, I have no time for them. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm at my job. I'm here to make money. Yeah. 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 Cut out the bullshit. Like, trim out that. Cut out the bullshit. Yeah. Like, don't say, you know, don't say yes to people who are going to take you away from that. Yeah. Right? Which can, it really easily happen in that industry. And it it does happen. I see girls go into the, or I've seen girls go into the industry and then, you know, just never come out. Yeah. Right? Because it's the, you know, the drugs or whatever. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, being very clear about what you want. And I think that's something I learned there too, is like how to like, avoid all of that and just kind of go directly for what I wanted. And I think with dating, it's the same thing. You have to know yeah. what you want and you have to be really like, you're not what I want. No, not going there. Yeah. Right? Time you're not wasters. What I want. Yeah. You're not, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like even, it's so funny how we feel obligated. Um, even after, like even myself, online dating, like if someone messages me, I mean, at that point, I don't feel obligated because, like, you women get a shit ton of messages, and yeah. you just can't. You can't answer. You couldn't them all. even, yeah, yeah, even if you wanted to. So at that point, no. But if then I message them, if if we just in general get in some sort of back and forth, mm-hmm. then I feel obligated to meet the person. Yeah, and you're not. 
And, and like a lot of, you know, say like on FetLife, like some people don't show their faces. So you mm-hmm. get in a conversation before you've seen their face. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, send me a picture of your face yeah. after you've already had a conversation. Yeah. And I get the picture of the face and I'm like, okay, not interested in this person. Yeah. And then I feel it's hard to be like, sorry, not interested. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've gotten a lot better at that because yeah. same thing. Like I just cut the bullshit. I have no time for this, but it's, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard to be yeah, like, we're sorry. To be nice. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel in a lot of other aspects in early dating with meeting someone mm-hmm. where you just, as you're saying, you want to be nice, you want to be polite, yeah. you want to like present the best side of yourself. Yeah. So you're, you, you're more inclined maybe, or I'm speaking from my personal experience, mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to like not say super directly what I need, want, desire. Yeah. You know, cause I'm trying to like look like I'm easygoing or whatever right. bullshit I've been like fed. Yeah, but you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you recommending know? that you do that. I just think you need to know in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think if you went up to somebody on a very first date and said, this is what I'm looking for, X, Y, Z, you know, like, check, check, that's like, that's not cool. Right. Because that's, you're not creating like a, like a, it kind of like puts a barrier between you guys and it makes it impersonal and it doesn't right. make the other person feel good at all. Right. So you've got to yeah. have a balance of the yeah. two kind yeah. of, knowing so what you want, but like still playing the game of like... Like, you, you gotta try to have a nice conversation with the person and, like, you know, be open to connecting. And yeah. Like, yeah, so doing the, both. The other thing is you never know where that person's gonna end up, right? Like, in, like, you might go on a date with somebody, you might not connect, but you might have, still have a good time, mm-hmm. right? Or there might be, he might give you, like, an idea for a new way to cook bacon or... Yeah, anything. You know, like, there's all sorts of things that, that could come out of... Yeah. Just this encounter. Yeah. And I think people, like, when they date, they think, oh, this has to be the person who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, right? And it's not. It's just two people meeting. Yeah. 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 yeah I actually had, um, I think I'm better at dating now, for sure, just because I can, I think I know better what I want, which yeah. is exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, I went on a date with somebody, and we had a really stimulating conversation, just, like, about kink and stuff. Yeah. Like, we talked about you know, subjects on podcasts we're listening to. I listen to a lot, a lot of like sex and sexuality podcasts. And yeah. We had like a lot of like debates and going on and stuff, like a really great talk about kink. But I for sure, right when I saw this guy was like, no, sorry, no, not like in, attracted to this person. Yeah. Right. So we like, so I told him, you yeah. know, I was like, okay, well I really enjoyed the conversation though. So mm-hmm. He now is like, you know, he's like, well, if you truly do want to be like kind of kinky friends or whatever, like yeah. maybe I can help you out with your, you know, like even researching people when you, before you interview them or yeah. like, you know, or like, you know, helping you kind of co-produce some of your stuff, like by, you know, offering insight, my own insight or like helping connect you with people or whatever. So it's like, you never know what you're going to get out of a date. You never know. You know, and, yeah. and it can be a lot of positive things that aren't being with this person for the rest of your life. Yeah. And the flip side of this, I'll tell you how I met my boyfriend. Yeah. My current, my, yeah. So I met him on FetLife as well. Mm-hmm. And I put out, um, we were chatting, like I put it out an ad, a call for people to come to Nuit Blanche with me because mm-hmm. I just wanted to meet more people in the, you know, in that area and like do something completely platonic or whatever. And so he messaged me, but then it didn't turn out that he didn't actually wind up coming with us that night. But then the next day he messaged me and said like, what did you think? Cause he went with somebody else and mm-hmm. we started talking about the art and then we just started chatting like back and forth about like 
um, you know, places to go in Ontario and where to take good pictures because he's a photographer and all this stuff. And we had like a really great chat and we decided, okay, let's meet. And I was really excited about him, but I was also a little on the fence because his profile is a bunch of shit that I'm not into, mm. right? Like it's yes. all pictures of people in, a, in a, doing a certain thing that is like pretty much a hard limit for me. Right. But he was so like awesome to talk to, mm-hmm. right? And I was, and then, you know, and then he sent me a picture and I'm like, yeah, okay, he's my type mm-hmm. and he's creative and like he meets, he checks all these boxes. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited to meet him. So we went on our date and I was kind of like, and our date was kind of, it was all right. We went for a walk. We had fun. We played like on the swings and, yeah. you know, we looked at art and, but there wasn't like that spark, that spark. Hmm. Right. So at the end of the date, I gave him a hug and he was a little shaky and I thought, oh, okay, no, he's shaky. He's not, you know, he's not masculine or big enough for me or whatever. Right. right. So then I, I'm like, the next day I'm like, you know, thank you so much. I think, you know, I would love to go on another walk with you, but I think we're probably just going to be friends. Yeah. Right. And he was like, fine. And then I ran into him like about two weeks later in a munch. And he was like, he looked like a totally different person. Right. Like hmm. he was he walked by and I'm like, oh, wait, he's kind of sexy, actually, right? <laughs> and he was surrounded by women and I'm like, what? And, you know, he had like a black t-shirt on, like kind of hot. I'm like, did I make a mistake with that? <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Maybe I made a mistake. And then like I ran, and then another month, two, like two months, a month or two month, about like maybe a month later, yeah. another month I ran into him, right? And he's looking super hot again. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm, I got on, I got along with him, and it was just like he just didn't present as high status enough for me, right? Because mm. I was looking for a dom, right? Yeah. Like for a daddy. Yes. So he's not high status enough, but then he's like, at these munches, he's like totally hot and totally high status, right? Yeah. And I'm like, because he's in his element. He's in his house, yeah. He's in his house, right? So then I go up and I sidle up next to him, and I, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he kind of looks at me like, oh, there's the woman who brushed me off. He's like, hey, right? So I'm just like, charming <laughs> You have to do some work. Yeah, so I'm like, charming him. <laughs> and then we wind up making arrangements to go for a hike, like just platonically, yeah. right? Just as friends. So I'm like, okay. So then we meet that weekend, and we go for this hike. And by the end of the hike, that was it. I was like, oh, my God, this guy, like the chemistry, <laughs> right like it was just like all this stuff awakened in me that I didn't know was there and yeah and and I totally like just brushed him off on the first date interesting yeah so you never know so you never know so my thing is like if there's somebody you have a first date with and there's not that chemistry but there's enough compatibility yeah give it a second chance because first dates are just friggin' weird anyway right yes like nobody nervous and on your best guard and judging each other and checking your boxes and And it's an interview yeah it's like a job interview process it's like very foreign and not yeah and you go in with these high expectations you know or hopeful expectations yeah yeah but the second or third date you might have no expectations (laughs) yeah and then people can relax and be themselves and then you can act see the person yeah yeah do you recommend people kind of I guess I'm asking this because I saw one of your blog posts um how, what do you recommend as far as like kinky people poly people non-monogamous people yeah or people that just prefer like non-traditional uh non-monogamous relationships yeah. like do you when do you feel is a good time to talk about that kind of stuff what you actually want as soon as possible as soon as possible yeah because that is a deal breaker for people who aren't that way yeah right some people they might be open to it like they might be like oh i've never experimented with that or that's something i've thought about maybe let's see but some people it's like no i need monogamy or some people it's like no i could never be that like i could never play the bottom to your top but the top to your bottom or whatever i'm not comfortable with kink or 
Yeah, so I I recommend you tell people as soon as possible. Yeah. Or you just put it, like, up there, like, listen, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, like, putting it on your profile, dating profile, if it's online dating you're doing? I would say, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I put it on OkCupid. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, I was terrified, right? Because it eventually came down when I was single and I, I was dating all these great people, and, I, and for me, it was finally, like, okay, kink is a deal breaker for me. Mm. I need somebody who's kinky. I talk about this in my book, but yeah, so I needed somebody who was kinky, and so where do I find those people? So I started going to munches and going to workshops and BDSM and learning more about it, right, where I could meet people. Yeah. Um, And that's when I wound up meeting this guy who's, like, fantastic, who I've been with for the past year. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so... Sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you answered it pretty much. When do you disclose that kind of information? Yeah, so you need... I would say disclose it as soon as possible. Yeah. And people are like... Some people, they think, but if I do that, I'm not going to have the... Like, not as many people are going to respond. Yeah, you're going to narrow it down You're going to narrow it down. But here's the thing. You don't want people who aren't into it. Yeah, to you don't want those people anyways. Yeah, so yeah. You so want it to be narrowed down. You want it to be narrowed down. So this was my story, right? So on yeah. OKCupid, I eventually decided, no, I'm going to put this on OKCupid, and yes. I put something in my thing like, you know, if you know what BDSM stands for, and you're comfortable with a flogger or whatever, and you know, call me. Yeah, yeah. I put that as just like not the main thing, mm-hmm. but as like a paragraph in my description. And I thought, oh man, people are just going to be like calling me for dick booty, pics. booty yeah. dick pics, and yeah. it was the opposite. Like it became ghost town. Hmm. Yeah. A hush yeah. Falls over the crowd. Hush. Yeah, because it was people were like, oh, and that's what I found. Like I was dating great guys that I'd met on OKCupid, but th- when push came to shove, they weren't kinky. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, as for you, that's a deal breaker. And for so me, that's a deal breaker. So, so you wanted to put it right on the profile. Yeah. So this is what sense. I would say. If if it's a deal breaker for you, if you need this in your life, then put it up front. Mm-hmm. If it's a like, I'm curious, I want to experiment, you know, that's something that I do as like a little bit of icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Then maybe that's something you bring up once you start getting more intimate with the person. Mm-hmm. Once there's a possibility that you might go home together or play yeah. together or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if it's, if you're like, no, I need it. I'm not going to be happy without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if, you know, definitely if you are poly, if you're already in a relationship. Oh yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you you need to, to tell the person. ASAP. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that should be on your profile for sure. Yes. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're presenting, you like to present monogamous, like mm-hmm. you still got to then don't put your face and then say poly, you know, or don't yeah. put your face and then say, you know, for, for privacy reasons, my job or whatnot, which is common yeah. that I can't, you know, have a fully open non-monogamous profile, but, yeah. but yeah, message me privately if whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's tough though. Like, I feel like right away if I see a profile with a guy without his face, I'm not as eager to yeah. message them. I guess that's their struggle. Or it could be something that the person says, like, I mean, if they could put their face up there and then if if they message you, like, they could include that in their message. In the initial. In the initial contact, right? Like, oh, I saw your profile. You know, I thought it was great. I'd like to know more about you. Um, Giving the heads up, I'm Polly and I'm in a relationship or I'm Polly and I'm, you know looking for multiple relationships or Or whatever yeah yeah on and on yeah Yeah. and I think the the sad thing that happens is there's kind of like kink shaming that Mm -hmm. still happens out there and I kind of I see this sometimes like oh my god this guy messaged me and said he wants to suck my toes and then they share it on Facebook and it's like you know what that's somebody's thing like don't lots of people like feed okay yeah like don't shame the person (laughs) 
To put it publicly, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and then, ooh, but you know well, what, that's, that's... You know, that's sex negativity, okay? Sex negativity, you thank are you. are being sex negative right yeah. now. Oh my god, we're, we're like, at time for a break already. <laughs> but I'm gonna get you to do something funny. Um, I, uh, have a sponsor, and, um... I, it looks like I've just received one of the uh, prizes that I'm going to give away at Bedpost. So I want to, I'd love to get your, <laughs> your initial reaction of uh, this, this uh, product. All right. Oh, yeah. well, it's in a square box. Yeah. Okay, here you go. I'm not Jane. sure what this is. Let's see. <laughs> Let's take a look at it. Oh. oh. Get it right out of there. What is it? Whoa. Is, is this a Wait, is this like a... <laughs> open it, open I'm it like still confused. It's something that looks reptilian for sure. Correct. This is definitely <laughs> reptilian. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I am so puzzled. Is this like, would this go on a strap-on? Yes, ma'am. All right. <laughs> ding, 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 I win. This is a... Uh, what is it? This is a tentacle. It's a tentacle. This oh! is a tentacle dildo. A strap-on compatible dildo. Oh, how amazing. By Lovecrafters Toys. And it's like a tongue at the end. Oh, yeah. I love that little, like, scoop. It's creepy. At the, it's creepy. It's crazy cool. I love... Oh, boy. I love... Wow, there's like a gold marbling... Oh, look at that. I love it. Oh, some lucky fucking person. Oh, oh yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So, we're going to wow. take a break. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy with this. Yeah. Oh, I want it's it. It's like a tentacle. I, have, I hate that I have to, like, give this to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> to order one for you. Love it. Okay, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> We're going to hear a commercial uh, from Lovecrafters <laughs> and also from our full-time sponsor, Come As You Are. Uh, I love you guys uh, and love you, Shay. Thank you so much for this tentacle. Can't wait to give it away. And then we'll be right back with June M. This week's sponsor is Lovecrafters Toys, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, dragon egg Benoit balls, and squid butt plugs. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. If you want to hear more about this groovy Toronto artist, check out episode 89 of the Bedpost podcast, in which I have the pleasure of interviewing Shay. And if you want to purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop, or head on down to our full-time sponsor's website, comeasyouare.com. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Take two. two. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bed Post Podcast. (laughs) I'll leave it in. I'm not not ashamed of that. Um, We're here with June M. We are going to talk about your blog. All right. Love Lessons blog. Yeah, thelovelessonsblog.com. Great. All one word, thelovelessonsblog.com. Because um, I was just kind of scrolling through. I'd love to just like get the takeaway from a few of these sure. blog posts if you're into it. Sure. Okay. This is great because this um, first topic kind of applied to what you're talking about, being in a long-term relationship and then starting dating again. The... Title was, if you're struggling with your love life after a breakup, know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> so let me remember. I know, you're like, deer in headlights. Did I write that? Yeah. Is that thing I wrote? Like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's the one I just wrote. Yeah. About the apartment metaphor. Okay. Great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're struggling with your love life. So this is the deal. When your life changes, things can get hard. Right? Amen, sister. Yes. It's not like your life changes and just boom, everything's roses, and sometimes it's roses and then it's not. So if you are struggling with your love life after a breakup, just know this, that sometimes you got to go through the shit to get out of the shit. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to feel. Trust the process. Trust the process. Things do get better. Yeah. Yeah. And as you heal whatever hurt you're going through, you'll find that your perspective on the world will change mm-hmm. and different opportunities will open up to you. Now, it's an interesting thing that I've been learning this, basically this 2017, like breakups within uh, polyamory mm. are interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I'm partnered. I'm yeah. a full-time live-in partner who I'm, is my life partner. And then I have, you know, people, we both date other people. Yeah. So it's an interesting thing to be, have relationships come and go that are not your primary ones. So you still got your, your main squeeze yeah. there. Yeah. But it's interesting because it can be hard to communicate to your full-time main nesting partner that you're heartbroken yeah. because of another person. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it's all above board and consensual and I found it's hard, it's a struggle to really talk about how bad you're feeling and to allow yourself to be sad about it. Yeah. And to allow them to help you through it, like your main yeah. partner to even help you through it. Yeah. And on the receiving end, you know, being able to hear that and like that's a whole other yeah. layer to add to breakups. It's like, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> going on there. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? My main partner, Matt, is so lovely. He is like, I think he really showed me that how it's okay to be sad. Like literally yeah. a month later, I, he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. at that part, I was like, this still can't be bothering me. Like, but I'm so obviously not in a good mind space and, like, no desire to, like, find new partners mm-hmm. or, like, anything else. Yeah, because it was a relationship. Yes. It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, was... just because you have another relationship doesn't mean that you can't grieve the other one. It's like, you yeah. know, if you have two brothers, I mean, it's a different metaphor, but if you have two brothers and one of your brothers dies, yeah. you can't say, well, I already have a brother. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I still got one. <laughs> yeah. It should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel, and, and, you know, we came around to him being like, listen, 
it's you're still upset about the breakup and that's okay like and I know that I know mm-hmm. you're you've been wonky and you know you're still finding your footing after yeah. that he, and it was him that was kind of like it's are you still upset about that and I was like yeah mm-hmm. you, you know yeah and I feel like that conversation actually really helped yeah. me move forward because I think in another week I was like okay officially like over it yeah. <laughs> and like ready to move on you know but yeah yeah that it's, has its own timing yeah that was like uh, yeah some just new things we both encountered because we both had partners that we broke up mm. with this year yeah and started seeing new partners so it was yeah. like some new stuff we were kind of but that's a great thing that you can support each other through that yeah like, how lovely is that yeah matt is very lovely yeah and your answer how lovely is that <laughs> very lovely okay Five pieces of expert advice on dating after 50. Oh, okay. And I don't even remember what those five pieces are. That's okay. I should have really looked at no, my that's ball okay. before coming in. But no. I can, yeah, off the top of Just my, riff. Off the top of my head. <laughs> if you're dating after 50, yeah. um, it's not the same as dating in your 20s. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, What's different, do you think? Uh, well, one, there's far, like, if you're a heterosexual woman Mm -hmm. and you're looking for, like, a, you know, a heterosexual man, cisgendered, Mm -hmm. there's less of them on the market, Mm -hmm. right? This is just a fact. You know, guys die earlier, guys take themselves off the market, Mm -hmm. and a small portion will date younger because they're going through, like, some sort of crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But all of that is irrelevant because what you want is the guy who's on the market, Right. So in a way, it's actually, it actually, there's fewer people to choose from, but this actually makes it easier to find someone. Mm-hmm. Because it's not this huge pool. It's not this huge pool that is in your 20s. And the way people, you know, one of the problems with dating right now is this, you know, paradox of choice, this like idea that if I'm on, say, if I'm in my 20s and I'm on Tinder and I'm scrolling pictures and I'm scrolling pictures and there's a never-ending supply of pictures and I go out with somebody and they're like, all right, but not great. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, there's always another person. Or you go on three dates and there's one little thing that you don't like about them. There's always another person. There's always another person. It's like there's disposable. Always another... Yeah, so people are disposable and people aren't investing in relationships because they think that there's always better out there. Mm. And the truth is there isn't. Mm-hmm. There's different but not necessarily always better. And mm-hmm. so people today aren't giving each other's chances. Mm-hmm. But once you get into your 50s, if you're a woman, there are actually less guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But this actually makes it easier to find someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's narrowed down. Because yeah. it's narrowed down. And you're you're more open to having, like, quality experiences. Yeah, not only that. I mean, man, oh, man, women in their 50s, like, if you want to date younger, you are, you're, you're set. golden. Because there's so <laughs> many guys in their that too. 30s. I get hit on. Like, I'm not in my 50s yet, but I'm getting there. I'm about two years away. Yeah. And I get hit on by young guys all the time. Yeah, yeah so yeah, hit that like, up. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Work hit, that angle. Hit that up. But also, you know, there are good guys out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I think people don't don't believe. But I find like guys who are in their fifties are just like they're so together. Yes, that's another thing. You it's know, quali- I feel like it's quality individuals. It is. It <laughs> is. And the thing is, if they've been in relationships before, they know how to love. They know how to like. If they have children and they're you know they've been good dads and they still are or whatever, like that's that's really that that's a, a lot great about- testimonial. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We have uh, what I like this title: an open letter to the men of the world on multiple orgasms and other shit. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> 
seriously. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. Dudes, if I don't squirt, if I don't come five times, if I don't, you know, like, do whatever you saw in the porn movie or that some other partner of yours did, yeah. that means nothing. Like, stop pressuring me to perform sexually for your ego. Yes. Right? Yes, Everybody that is, is so well said. different. Everybody is different. And if you make me come once and I'm happy you made me come once, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yes. You don't yeah. need to prove yourself to me anymore. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> that's what and that's what I would say, you know? And don't try and impress me with your sexual prowess before you get to know me and I get to know you. Yeah. I hate um when somebody approaches you like in the hypersexually aggressive way. Yeah. Like a pitch, like this yeah. super, like, like okay, a hi is, you know, hi, yeah. how are you? Looked at your profile. You yeah. Like an interesting person. Yeah. You know, hit me back if you like what you see on mine. Like, like that's a good, that's fine thing to say. Yeah. You don't, like, I know I, I might write kinky on my profile. I might write, you know, I like being in a submissive mm-hmm. position, you know, during yeah. play. That doesn't mean you can, like, have this super dommy one-liner. Exactly. As your yeah. opening move. I'm going to be like, you don't know me. You, like, me writing this on my profile does not give you permission to approach me, like, in a hyper-super-sexualized Exactly. Manner. Exactly. Nobody is, no woman, I'm not going to completely generalize, but I have a feeling a lot of women, like... The majority. ...are not going to be into that. Like... Yeah. You have to say hi first. Yeah. I mean, we're all humans. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're all humans. That's weird. Well, the yeah, way but... you gain our trust is treating us like humans. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about like, oh, wow, look, he's got Gene Simmons' tongue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to begin with. But, you know, I can't tell you, like, how many guys have, like, I've gotten messages from, like, oh, my tongue can do these incredible things. I'm like, I don't like, care what I your don't... tongue does. <laughs> I don't even know you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't know you, I have no context. Yeah. Then I'm going to think it's not, like, I'm not going to be aroused by that if yeah. I have no context. Exactly. As to who you are first. Mm-hmm. Like, later, sure. You yeah. You can deliver that line, like, a couple dates down the road. Yeah. After I have some framing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> framing. Framing context is everything. Yes, yes. Please. So, okay, so yeah, not expecting, for men not expecting to, like, just have a porn star experience out of you. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. 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 And it's like, it's sex isn't a contest. Yes. Yeah. You know, unless you make it part of some, you know, game that you're playing. Yeah. (laughs) This consensual. That everybody is aware of. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But generally it's not like, there's no, you don't have to prove yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I like this one. How a 350 pound man seduced me one afternoon. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like it already. Yeah, so that's, uh, I would say that the key to that is, like, check your type. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, put your put your type on, on hold. Yeah. If somebody is, like, if you have compatibility with somebody and there's, you know, you're having fun with them and they're not your typical physical type, and this, I find too many people we judge by physical type, mm-hmm. because your physical type will change. Yeah. If you're with somebody who's, like, really hot, like, really, like, good in bed, and you have fun with them, and they make you feel good, they're going to become your type, regardless of what they look like, right? Yes, yeah. It's it kind of like it's, we just start associating that thing. So, yeah. yeah, so this is a guy I dated, and he was obese. Yeah. 
right? But he was really fucking good. Like, and he was fun to hang out with. Yeah. And he was, like, really good in bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. I'll just say it. He, he had skills. The man had skills. Right? And so, and so after dating him, I was kind of like, I looked at, like, fat guys differently. That's so funny. I look at bald guys differently now because I dated this dude totally bald like there was a yeah. bi- a bicker he bicked the whole head yeah. like that and at first I was like okay not totally you know we'll see but yeah. like n- after being with that person and finding that having that now mm-hmm. in me like that <laughs> that's not a dirty joke <laughs> the sperm is not in me <laughs> but like yeah I look at bald men like totally bick shaved bald men mm-hmm. like in a whole new light I'm like yeah. Ooh. before fat guy I was really into bald men that was yeah. my type right <laughs> yeah, but then I went on a date with one bald guy and I was like wait you're not my fantasy you're not acting like my fantasy you don't kiss like my fantasy yeah, that's another thing that's yeah. another kind of trap when yeah. you, when you say type like yeah. even somebody that is your type isn't necessarily you're not necessarily going to be compatible with no on all these different levels yeah at all yeah like I have a friend she'll only date people with hair like, and I mean hair on their head, like a full head of hair. Yeah. And she's like, she's in her, like 50, right? So a lot of guys at that age don't have don't. a full head of hair. And it's like, you know, just let it go. Try. Yeah. Or like the height thing. The height thing too. For oh, men man. to have, yeah. The do guys got to be short over. Short guys, because you'll feel like a supermodel. Yes. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but I love it. You'll feel like you're like... the tallest, most elegant yeah. fucking thing. About dating larger guys too, right? Yeah. Because it, I'd always be like, because I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not a large person, mm-hmm. so, but I'm not like super skinny girl. Mm-hmm. But I'd always feel like, oh yeah, look at me. I feel tiny. Yeah, I feel so tiny and <laughs> dainty. Such a tiny little thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Oh, why you're stuck in the friend zone? Oh, for guys. Yeah. Yes. So this was an article for guys. Um, it was inspired by a friend of mine who keeps getting stuck in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. A guy. A guy. Friend, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because you let yourself be there. Okay. Yeah. So what it what happens is um, people think, oh, if I'm nice to her, and I, I don't mean like nice, like every, you want people to be nice. Like you don't want to be a prick, right? Mm-hmm. There's this myth that women want a bad like boy. Like assholes, yeah. No, we just want somebody who has their own life, who's confident in themselves, who's comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. And not always trying to please. Yeah, so it gets down to neediness, mm-hmm. right? If you're in the friend zone, you need something from that person. Mm-hmm. And that person can sense that. Yeah. Yeah. And gonna... You don't want to smell des- desperation on the person. Yeah, <laughs> and, and what happens too is like you can get in a friend zone and someone can be like, Because you don't present yourself as a person who has their own life, who is like, um, you know what, who's, who's brave enough to say to the person, Mm -hmm. I am really interested in you. I want more than friendship with you. Mm -hmm. And to risk that and have the person say either, Hey, me too, you know, and then it's like some Mm rom-com or to have them say, you know what? I don't feel that way. And they're say, and then the person says, you know what? I just can't hang out with you. Mm -hmm. Right. So you kind of end the friendship. So do you think that does end friendships? Like it can and it can't, you know, it, I think, you know what I think this is, if you are really hunkering for a friend mm-hmm. and you really want them and they don't want you, mm-hmm. I think you need to remove yourself from being around them as much. If you guys are like best buds, mm-hmm. right? Like you, it's not helping you. It's not helping your situation. You need to kind of get alone with yourself and be like, feel that, 
it's not going to happen, you know, kind of give it some time, dissect, like, what was it about that person? How can I give myself what I'm trying to get from this person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I was not thinking that that totally makes sense. I was thinking of from the other person that that has received the offer. Oh. <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, how could you not still be friends with the person? What are you, some dick? Like, oh, it's awkward now because you professed your love to me. But yeah, no, you're totally... Yeah, so, and that's the thing, too. I mean, the person, the person who is, like, you may lose... Yeah, if you're, if you're friend-zoning someone, mm-hmm. right, and straight If you're the law, zoner. If you're the zoner, which some <laughs> people... I've done it, mm-hmm. you know. I did it probably, like, my whole... 20s. I've done it my whole life. I pretty much, yeah, I spent like probably about 15 years just friend zoning guys, right? And then totally just using them without any, you know, and having them fall for me so hard and be like, oh, but we're just friends, right? Yeah. Just nasty. Just being surrounded by men who are in love with you. Yeah, like feeding my ego, (laughs) my sad little lack of self esteem that I had back then. That's how I would feed it. Yeah. And it's, and I'm using people. You're using people when you do that. Yeah. Right? You might not realize it. So if someone leaves you and there were, like, someone who you counted on, well, maybe that's a good wake-up call for you to kind of look at yourself and your own habits. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get the other, the flip side of the coin as well. Like, yeah, you need to understand. Yeah, you need to give your, why it would end. Yeah. Because you need to, you do need to step away and, you know, figure out, like, let it set in that you're not going to be with that person and, like... Separation in time always helps with that. Yeah. With moving on, right? Yeah, and so maybe like a year later sense. you can be friends. Yeah, right? yeah you exactly. You both moved on, you both healed. Like, exactly. You can hang out again. Yeah. But yeah, the initial, like, I think you do need to break the tie. At least for temporarily. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's like a, best, a thing where you see each other a lot. Yeah, like yeah. you hang out a lot. Then, yeah. Yeah, you do need to kind of like, and I think if you're feeling that way about a friend, the best thing you can do is tell your friend. Mm hmm. Not hope that, oh, if I just do this or if I just do that. I'll change their mind. I'll change their mind if I'm super nice to them all the time. Because yeah. that's not how it works. No, that's no. not how love works. No, yeah. love word doesn't work with being super nice all the time without letting the person know your intentions. Yes. Right? <laughs> then you just become a bit of a pushover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're... Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your book. Okay. And just kind of what... What journey that will take us on? Yeah. Okay. So my book has three parts, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the first is kind of understanding men. Mm-hmm. So understanding men. And then the second part is so understanding like male psychology, kind okay. of evolutionary psychology. Okay. Can you guys... talk a bit about that? Because yeah, I want to understand men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Can yeah, we- so guys are very raised, of course, still, even in this age, raised very different from women, and their yes. brains are different. Mm. So, like, an, a quick example is uh, women have, just biologically, our peripheral vision mm-hmm. is wider than men's. Really? Yeah. We can see, I can see more where we're taping this in this room than if I was a guy, I would only see a more narrow focus. Really? Yeah. And oh. this translates into, like, so much in life in that men, they focus, right? And women, we think we can see a lot and we have a lot in our minds. At the same time, guys tend to have, like, one thing in their mind mm-hmm. at a time, which is kind of baffling, which is what it gets down to, like, uh, you know, when a woman's, like, you're living with someone and a guy leaves his coffee, dirty coffee mug on the counter right above the dishwasher and you're like, why couldn't you put it in the dishwasher? How hard is that? Because a woman is seeing the mug, the dishwasher, the fact that he left his, you know, pants on the ground when the, the laundry hamper was there. Seeing the whole picture. The guy is seeing the mug. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> what's the big deal? It's a mug. Because <laughs> that's yeah. all he's seeing. Yeah. It doesn't mean any more than that. It doesn't mean any more than that. Yes. So that's just a very small <laughs> sample of kind of like the differences between how men and women perceive the world. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not like one is better or worse than the other. But if you, if, if you can understand how other people think, then that can really help you. Communicate with each other. Communicate yeah. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Cohabitate and whatever. Cohabitate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the first part of the book is all about kind of like stuff I learned in the strip club, right? How mm-hmm. men and women are different and how, you know, women, we need safety and men need to feel fearless, mm-hmm. which are two, two different things. Yeah. Two, two polar two opposite very things. different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I talked to you about how it's not like, cause I think a lot of women have this idea like, oh, if I'm too independent or if I'm too strong, that turns men off. And so I kind of talk about that. Yeah. And it's not that strength or independence turns off men. It's just that men need to feel needed. Mm-hmm. And I think in today, like it's, they're in a really kind you- of really tough place right now, men. You know, everyone's slamming, the men, assholes, like, you know. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of man-hating and man-bashing happening, and men can't say anything, because then they just sound like they're just being dicks. Mm -hmm. But it's not, I think there's like, there's a lot of good guys out there. Sure. Yeah, 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 Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of a detour. Yeah. But yeah, so the first part talks about men and -hmm. women and how we're different and understanding that. And then the second part goes into understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So knowing what it is you're looking for in a person. Mm-hmm. Right? And then whittling that down so you don't have a list of 50 things. <laughs> right? Like what's really essential? Looking at your values. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're looking for someone long term or even short term, you want someone whose values are going to be compatible with yours or you're always going to be like, that guy, what, huh? Yeah. So understanding what your values are and how that interplays with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what, for example? So, like, for example, I'm a very creative person myself, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy creative people, mm-hmm. right? So, for me, creativity me is a must-have in a partner, because mm-hmm. um, if my partner is someone who his idea of humor is just, like, repeating verbatim from the Big Bang, bang Theory... <laughs> First of all, bad show. Second of all... Exactly. Exactly. But some people, that's... I'm really funny. I can repeat any other comics jokes, but I have no humor of my own. Yes. Right? So it's that's very kind referential. of like, Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I need someone who is like, has, has got like, and you know, humor is important to me, like their own humor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like looking at like creativity is important to me in my life. Um, someone who's going to understand what it means to live a creative life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Not wonkiness associated with creatives. (laughs) Yeah. And also like someone who enjoys like creative pursuits. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if they don't, if they don't, you know, if they don't have the creative inkling, we're probably not going to have things that we're going to want to do together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Because when you say values, I'm like, oh, geez, I don't values. I'm like that I... (laughs) I can't even think of like a value. That's why I like asked. Sexuality is probably important to you. It sure is. And sexuality can be a value. <laughs> like, yeah. you probably wouldn't be a good match for someone who's really uptight about sex. Mm-hmm. Or negative. Or negative sex about negative. sex. Or yeah. judgmental. Yes. No, right? I would not be. You would not be a good type for somebody mm-hmm. like that. Or mm-hmm. somebody who is conservative. Yes. In that area. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that could be, like, one of your values. Great. Yeah. Or creativity <laughs> could be a value. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, self-expression. That might be, you know... Mm-hmm. or non-judgmentalness or whatever mm-hmm. openness yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like some people their value their top value is like fiscal responsibility mm. right so. i would probably not date that person yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just like to throw it around yeah tip her you know yeah. just like 
make it rain. Yeah. yeah. So that's the second part. It's all about knowing who you are. <laughs> yes. Right? And understanding the strengths you bring to the table. And also knowing your stories. Mm. The stories that you tell yourself about yourself. Mm. Right? And the stories you tell yourself about men based mm-hmm. on your history with men and your, the beliefs that you have and how those are interplaying and kind of like how to change your beliefs if those are interfering with your dating game or with your, you know, whatever. Yeah. The yeah. self-analysis. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then the third part gets into the nuts and bolts of how do I flirt? How do I create conversation? How do, what do, when do I have sex? Right? How do I know when to have sex? Yeah. Right? How do I yeah. not be awkward? How, how do, do I, I not be awkward? Yeah. yeah. What if this thing happens? Yeah. Yeah. Love like, it. Yeah. Like, what if he goes soft? Ugh, like, what? Like, there's so many... Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> so many things that can happen. Yeah, guys go soft. They yes. do. That yeah. doesn't mean anything other yeah. than they're probably a little nervous. Exactly. Or, or like, you or know. really drunk. <laughs> so, so many different things. So many, so different, many things. different things. Yeah. That don't mean anything. Something's wrong. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it kind of takes you on this journey of, like... Yeah. And then there's also, for people who buy the book, there's actually a free workbook that you can get to do all the exercises in. And you can get an online version or you can get a printable version. A cahier. Yes, a cahier. (laughs) (laughs) I should throw in a stilo. As an added bonus. It does not come with the stilo, but there is a cahier. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. June, you're fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you can get that on Amazon, shameless plug. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lessons from a lap dancer. So June, can you give us all of, um, you know, the info where we can buy your book, we can see what workshops you have coming up, classes, mm. where we can follow you, like you, Yes. <laughs> get in touch with you? Yes. <laughs> yes. So all that information uh, you can find on the lovelessonsblog.com. Mm-hmm. So I have uh, all my upcoming workshops on there. I have a workshop coming up on um, February 10th mm-hmm. that is going to be about connecting confidently with the opposite sex. And that's really oh. exciting. Um, it's a workshop I'm doing with another coach. And we're going to have a panel of men mm-hmm. and a panel of women, single men, single women. Mm-hmm. And participants will be able to ask them any sort of questions. Like, why do you guys do this? Why do women do this? Right. And men and women in the same room talking about dating. So we get to really hear each other's perspectives. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's February 10th. So I was super excited about that. Um, I also have a monthly meetup with the downtown Toronto women's meetup. Mm-hmm. where it's uh, we meet for drinks in a pub and we sit around and we just talk about dating. Love it. Right? So you're not alone. If you're single out there and you're frustrated, you are definitely not alone. Yeah, so it's is everybody. Yeah. Yes. It's a good place to come and meet people and maybe generate some solutions for each other. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have a program that'll be starting in March or April mm-hmm. of this year, uh, Dating Boldly. It's a 12-week program, small group, mm. limited to eight people, no more than eight people, and we get together and we kind of help each other navigate the system, figure Love out, it. you know, what we want. We're going to be going out and doing some wing-womaning stuff. Yeah. We're going to be going out to, like, you know, bars or whatever and talking to people and testing all this stuff out in real life, so it'll be a lot of fun. So oh, that's all on that. yeah, the Love Lessons blog. And we can get your book how? Yes. So the book, you can go to thelovelessonsblog.com and you can get actually a free preview mm-hmm. if you want to download the first chapter, first two chapters, and get a taste for what it's all about. Very cool. Uh, and you can also get it on amazon.com or amazon.ca. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, this has been June M. Um, thank you so much for coming and speaking with me today. Thank you. And I'm so excited to have you on our stage show to hear your story. June M. is going to be on the Tuesday, January 30th, 9 p.m. show at the Super Wonder Gallery. So yeah. you can also see June there. Yes. Uh, this has been June M. and I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bed Post Podcast. Check back weekly, everyone. We release a new episode every single Friday. And if you would like to rate and review the podcast on iTunes while you're there, I will love you forever. If you're in Toronto and want to see Bed Post live, uh, we are the, well, go to bedpost.ca, actually, because it's a little wonky in the new year. But we're doing two monthly shows for January, February, and March. We're going to see how it goes. And then maybe we're just going to do it for the rest of the year as well. We'll see. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, shoot me an email at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook or Instagram. And lastly, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, my good friend, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.